0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Pete Lund is with me in studio from the ESRI's Behavioural Research Unit and mind reading. Pete, I didn't have you pegged now for one of those <laughs> pseudoscience brigade.
1: <laughs> yeah, OK. So um, I'm obviously not going to come in and tell you that there is scientific evidence for telepathy. I mean, in oh. fact, in fact, quite the reverse. Um, obviously, you know, scientists have on multiple occasions shown that anyone who claims to be able to un- undertake telepathy cannot if you put them under controlled conditions. But let's have a think about what we might mean by mind reading. OK. So let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible to be a good player at rock, paper, scissors? Um uh no, I don't think so. It's Why? just random. Cuz it's random. Okay. So it actually turns out that you can be a good player at rock paper scissors, <gasps> alright? Because humans aren't very good at being random. So actually, if you study rock paper scissors and nerds like me, well I haven't personally, but All people right, who okay. do the kind of stuff that I do have, what you actually find is that on average people play rock too often. Oh, I always go with rock. Particularly first time. So if you play a one-off game of rock, paper, scissors, just to decide, you know, who's going to drive or whatever the thing is, you know, not a repeated game. If you just do a once-off, people are more likely to play rock than the other two on average. Right. The other thing is, the other reason it's not random, is if you study it, what you find is that... People very, very rarely play the same thing three times in a row. So they'll try to deceive the other player by playing twice in a row, but they almost never do it three times in a row. So if you know someone's done a, a move twice in a row, you know they're unlikely so we've to So I've got boom, boom, time. rock. Yeah. Boom, boom, rock. And then I'll there, change no, it. No, you're not going to do it the third time. Now, of course, you can double bluff here, because if you know that these are what the statistics show, then... It's too then, complicated. Then, I'm always going yeah. paper. That's what you've yeah, just yeah, taught like, me. Always go av- paper. On average, if, if you go paper and enough people don't listen to me on the radio and keep playing rock, you're going to win. Right? On Great. average. So, oh, kids aren't now, listening. is that mind reading? Um, oh, well... It's not telepathy, but I guess you're predicting how the other person's mind works. Are you OK, it? so you are correctly guessing on average what people are going to do, how mm. they're going to act, a decision that they're going to make. Yes. But I wouldn't call it mind reading in the sense of genuinely, you know, getting some kind behavior. of instinctive insight into a decision that they're okay. ab- about about to make. You're just doing it from statistics, really, right? Mm, yeah. You're doing yes. it because some nerd like me has just told just you told what me. on average yeah. people do. Okay. So let me try you with a, with a different game. I mean, I think you could argue that there's an element of mind reading about that, but you're doing it statistically. But let me give you another game. So this time I'm going to give you something that's more like a dilemma. Oh, right. Okay. Where you've got to decide what to do. So this is a game that experimental economists use, and it's called Split versus Take All hmm Okay? And the basic thing, suppose you're playing with me. The basic idea is that there's €10 euro to split between us. And we both have to, just like in rock, paper, scissors, we both have to simultaneously move. And you can either say split or you can say take all. Okay? If we both say split, we both get €5. Euros. Okay. So we just split the €10 euros e- equally. But if one of us says split and the other says take all... The person who says take all gets the whole ten. OK. But if we both say take all, we both get nothing. Right.
0: So if this is me and you, what I'm thinking in my head then is, how mean does Pete look? That's what I'm kind of thinking. Does Pete look like he's going to be the type of person who wants that entire tenor to himself? And I think, yeah, Pete looks kind of mean. So I will say split, you will say take all, and then we get a five each.
1: Uh, if I say take all and you say split. Oh, we get nothing. Well, I, I, I get the lot in those circumstances, oh. unfortunately. So if one says take all and the other says split, the one who says take all gets it all. Oh, right. But if you both say take all, you both get nothing. Oh. Yeah, so oh. You've, you've both got to say split to get the five each, you see. Um, you should all, always go with split then, shouldn't you? Should you? Well, except if, if I predicted you're going to say split and I say take all, I get all the money. Um, but if you're going to say take yeah. all as well, we both get nothing. That's why this game is a dilemma. It is a dilemma. There's no right answer. What do you think the fairest thing to do is? The fairest
0: thing to do, um, uh, from from my point of view as an individual player, to uh, so say split.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. most people would say, look, the fairest yeah. thing to do is say split. But if you say split. And the other person says, split, that's great, you get a five reach, but yeah. the other person can shaft you. The other person can say, take all and get all the money, right? So you've got to kind of trust them that they won't.
0: Yeah, what you're asking is, how much faith do I have in the human condition, really? Well, I
1: can't, right. Very I, little. I, okay, all right, this is good. So I am, we're <laughs> going to get back to the mind-reading element. Okay. in just a moment. So my next question then is, let's think statistically about it like the rock, paper, scissors, okay? You know, Do you think that most people playing split or take all we'll say split and we'll share the money.
0: You know what? I I think they would. I think I, I have faith in human decency. I think most people would say split.
1: Give me a percentage.
0: I think... I think sixty percent of people. I think fifty-five percent of people would play split if this was a private game, and I think eighty to ninety percent would say split if it was public because they don't want to be seen as mean.
1: Okay, brilliant. (laughs) So you've come really close to saying exactly what, on average, people say. So people think that there's a slight majority in favour of splitting. There's not, but actually, no. There's a much bigger majority in favour of splitting. So it it typically would be seventy or eighty percent. Okay. Um, and actually, it, we've probably tended to underestimate it, because the experiments are often done with younger people, and actually as people get older, they tend to seek fairer splits more often. So actually, the truth of the matter is, statistically, I am more likely to say split, if I'm one of that kind of, let's say, let's call mm. it 80% of people who are going to instinctively split. Now, let's get back to the mind reading element of it. Statistically, you might know that. Yes. That's just like rock, paper, scissors. You might say, look, I know there's a good chance he's going to yeah, say so split.
0: Fr- from, from here right? on in, I'm now equipped with that information, but, right. but- most most people are not equipped with that statistical information. Right, okay, so let's let's
1: make it a little bit different. Do you think that if I were to show you, if you were to play the game, not with me, but with the stranger, Mm -hmm. do you think if I were to show you a photograph of the stranger, that you would be better able to predict whether they're going to split or take all? Um...
0: Ooh, I, I... God that is a great question. Yeah, I I you know what? Instinctively, my answer instinctively is yes. My answer instinctively is yeah, I think I would be able to better predict it. But then I know that there's all these sorts of studies as well like for, that are done in courtrooms whereby people who look like convicts tend to get harsher sentences okay, than so people really who don't. Okay, right,
1: so you think based on a photograph it, in the, my, compared to not having a photograph, you think you can judge my, what they're likely to my, do? My irrational mind says yes, absolutely. As in my instinct my
0: instinct immediately is, yeah, show me the photograph. And, but, I, but, and, I, but I am aware okay, in the so background Okay, so I'm now really
1: of... intrigued. I'm now really intrigued. So the question I now want to ask you, is that because their eyes are too close together? Or is that because of something else about it? Why do you think, based on a photo, you could tell whether somebody's going to cooperate and split some money with you or whether uh, they you? Know,
0: you know, some people just have a look about them, you know? Some people just have, I guess maybe, do you know what it probably is? It's probably that some people conform to stereotypes, you know, in your own mind. And those stereotypes could be completely contrived. You know, maybe there's the stereotypes you've learned from watching TV or movies. So a kind of a little old lady, you might think, well, she's definitely going to split.
1: You know, oh, you should watch out for those little old ladies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but they're, yeah, okay. So, screw you. Uh, I'm going to ask one more question before I give you the answer. Right. Yeah, OK, so th- I'm going to talk to you a little <laughs> bit more. OK, so right. you've said based on a photograph, you think yeah, you could do a little absolutely. bit better if, than if you didn't have the photograph. Absolutely. What if I give you two or three minutes of video of the person immediately prior to making the decision? So they're about to decide whether they're going to split or take all with you. Mm -hmm. And I show you two or three seconds of video of them making the decision just before they press a button or write it down or whatever they do. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: yeah, even more info for
1: me. Even more info so you think you can do it. The more info, okay. the better. So the reason I wanted to talk about this yeah. uh, coming in this for this month's slot was because there's a paper that's just been published that's tested exactly what I've just described to you. Right. Right. And it is, I think, very interesting. And it's as close to mind reading as science is really going to get, I think. Because it turns out that actually you can, on average, improve your guess as to how somebody is going to behave based on a simple photograph. Wow. Now, what's really difficult to do is say what it is about that photograph that you are using. So it seems to be a combination. Yes, you mentioned stereotypes. That's yeah. good. It does seem to be that people use a stereotype in some way. So some people just look less trustworthy than others. Yeah, but most stereotypes right? are based on a kernel of truth, you see. Well, yeah, but you've done some very complex learning to get there because it's so complex we can't actually, it would just seem, describe it. Yeah. But we kind of recognise it. It's very intuitive. But here's a really interesting thing. It actually, turned out the video didn't help you. In fact, relative to the photograph, it made you worse at it. Oh, why is that? Well, the researchers aren't 100% sure, but they had a hypothesis. And their hypothesis was that actually it was making it too complex. That what then happened was people started to think about little folk theories about, you know, shiftiness or somebody looking kind of a little bit nervous or dodgy in some way. Or, and that actually they made it too complicated. And what they really needed to do was trust their instinct based on the stereotypes that they were using rather than on people's actual behaviour.
0: This is fascinating. So the photograph on its own on Tinder is really what you should be making all of your judgments on.
1: Well, certainly compared to two or three seconds of the video, it would seem. Now, I wonder, you know, I, I don't know, but I wonder what poker players would make of this. So it's long been considered in the game of poker that people do have a tell and that really good poker players are actually, to some extent, reading a bluff based on how people are responding about now there it's clearly not a photograph because you might be playing with the same person for some hours it's something about the way they're moving so clearly there is a help there and it is true in the experiment that the video helped better than not having the video it just wasn't as good as the still photograph so I reckon based on the kind of poker players tell and based on this experiment you, you know seeing somebody move does help but actually just the static image of them and to some extent you can read their mind wow Absolutely
0: fascinating stuff, uh, Pete. Listen, thanks a million for uh, coming in and making me a guinea pig again. I look forward to your next visit. Pete Lon is the founder and head of the ESRI's Behavioural Research Unit. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.